Hi fam, this is Liz and this is the Eyes of Wonder podcast where we're just telling stories about God's wonder. So I am pre-recording this and so I'm making two podcasts in one day um, just because I'm afraid that I'm going to be super busy next Sunday. Um, it's the Sunday before our VBS and so we'll be decorating and I'm not entirely sure what time I'll be home. So to be proactive, to make sure that we are, or that I am producing a podcast every week, I figured since I have a few moments, I'm going to go ahead and record one. Um, right now I'm home by myself, so it's the best time because um, the only interruption I will have is my dog. So if you hear him barking, um, I don't have a soundproof room for him to go to. And it's so much easier for me just to record in one setting with one take than it is with three or four. Um, because then I forget what I say and stuff like that. So I appreciate you listening. If you listen to week one and week two, I'm super thankful. I hope you are enjoying them. If you aren't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you start. But... I really do want to tell other people's stories and not just my own. Um, so if you do have a story that you would like to share, um, you can email me, find me on Facebook, Instagram. I have a small enough audience right now that most of you guys that are listening are friends with me on Facebook or Instagram. So because that's where I'm posting the updates. So DM me on Facebook, Instagram, and let's chat. So... Today's story is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm going to hopefully get through it without crying. Because it's a very emotional one. Um, But I don't know if you've ever been told that you were meant to do something great. And how that feels. So... Last September, I went to Israel. Or not last September. Last September was COVID. Just kidding. It was in 2019. It feels like COVID years didn't happen. They don't exist. But they do. Life still went on. Um, It was a strange way of living. But COVID's weird. Anyways, I really... It was in 2019, and it was a fantastic trip. It was so much fun. I got to room with my best friend the whole week, which is, like, awesome. I get to room with her this whole week, and I'm super thankful for her. She is amazing. Love her to death. But she and I went to Israel with a group from our church. By the way, my church is fantastic if you're looking for a great church. Rocky River Church is where it's at. But... I went with her to Israel, and it was a great trip. I have so many little one-liners from that trip. Uh, Funny things that my friend said, or um, her parents, or her brother. Um, Funny stories from my other people that went with us from our church. Um, My favorite, and he'd probably kill me if he knew I told him told you guys, but it's worth it. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure he'll forgive me. And it's not like it was just like he did it in public. 
But we went to the Dead Sea and my friend who I'm not going to name because I choose to retact or keep his dignity intact. Um, but he, we all went to the Dead Sea and now in the Dead Sea, you can't, you can't swim because <laughs> your buoyancy is so high. If you can hear my dog barking, I'm so sorry. Um, but it's a really cool experience. You have to float on your back. You can't swim on your stomach because the salt and stuff will get in your eyes and it's just, it's terrible. Uh, it tastes awful. Um, it is very salty. If you can imagine, it's pretty much swimming in salt. So with swimming in the Dead Sea, my friend, bless his heart, he's trying to get in and I think he might have slipped and fell and he's like trying to like either stand up, swim or something. And he's just flailing his arms and you hear the lifeguards on duty go, sir, lie on your back, sir. Cause they're on a PA system. It's like, lie on your back, please lie on your back. And he's just thrashing. It's all in his eyes. And I feel bad for laughing, but it was so freaking funny. He was just hilarious. And as soon as he was able to stand up, literally the water was like maybe to his waist. And all he goes is, I don't like this. I don't like it. And walks out of the water. He just walks out of the water. Oh my gosh, that's the funniest thing ever. Love him to death. He is super fun. He's like my grandpa. Um, but I love him. <laughs> it was great. Um, there was many other stories I could tell you about um, just different things. It was great. Another funny story was when we were walking through the hotel and um, we were in near the Sea of Galilee and <laughs> there's a video of this on Facebook. It's hilarious. But my friend's dad goes, come, come, wiggle. And he does the best accent ever. It was hilarious. And we said that the whole rest of the trip. Me and my friend's brother, we were able to go swimming in the Sea of Galilee, where our hotel was. And we walked around the rest of the week going, we swam in the Sea of Galilee, bro. <laughs> it was a great trip. If you ever get a chance to go to Israel, go. It's fantastic. Well worth the money spent. And I'm still paying it back. But the story that I want to talk about today is the story about the garden tomb. So I, my dad passed away when I was 16. And so I have a lot of emotional baggage from that and all sorts of stuff like that. But we're not talking about that today. It's just a great memory. My dad always wanted to go to Israel. And so I may or may not have taken a little bit of his ashes with me. Um, and I was able to put him under one of the olive trees in the garden. Um, so that was super cool. But 
Oh, okay. Not going to cry. It's a great story. So I have to tell you another story about my dad before I get really into this garden too. So me and my dad, we're always, we were always close. We were, um, he was like my person. He, uh, we worked on the same wavelength, um, where we could work in complete silence and know exactly what each other wanted. And so with that, I would help him with a lot of projects. And one of the projects that I was helping him with is building the deck to our above ground pool. Now we had an above ground pool and it literally was delivered to us in a heap. Um, we got it from a friend of a friend or wherever, I don't even know, but my dad was able to put it all together, took it from junk and made it awesome. It was fantastic. He forgot to level out the sand. So we had a deep end and a shallow end, but it was great. <laughs> but <laughs> I love my dad. We, um, we had a great time growing up, but my dad was trying to put this, uh, deck together and he misplaced his tape measure. Now we've all had those situations where we are working and we like forget where we put our pencil or where we set something down because we're so focused on what we're doing. Well, he had that moment. And now I'm, mind you, I'm in elementary school, so I'm probably like eight, nine. And I'm just out there, just sitting with him, hanging out, watching what he's doing, learning how to do stuff, that kind of stuff. And I get distracted, like all young ladies do, with butterflies. I saw this butterfly floating around. And my dad is like, where is this tape measure? I cannot find this tape measure anywhere. And then he gets quiet and he like mumbles to himself. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm saying a prayer to God because I need to find this tape measure. I need to find it so I can finish this deck. I can't cut wood without measuring it. I was like, okay, 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 okay. Do you, do you think I'll help you look for it? Well, I got distracted again by the butterfly and I'm watching the butterfly fly around. And wouldn't you know, the butterfly landed right on his tape measure. Right on it. It was completely like, whoa. So, after that, I was like, hey, dad, it, it, it's right there where that butterfly is. And now I know, I know God works in mysterious ways and there's not like solid theology for this, but my dad said that, you know, sometimes butterflies are messengers from God. Um, I think that's partially true because I think God can work in mysterious ways and he uses things to help us. I mean, for crying out loud, there is a talking donkey in the Old Testament. So if God can use a talking donkey to get the dude's attention, he could use a butterfly. And so growing up, we just always watched butterflies. And then when my dad passed away, every time I saw a butterfly, it would remind me of that. It would remind me of that conversation. So we put his ashes underneath the tree and then we were able to go through the tomb. Well, when you get to the garden tomb, you get like a new tour guide. Um, 
because they have tour guides specifically for the garden that shows you more in depth of what's going on. And it was just, it was pretty, pretty awesome because we had this older gentleman. Um, I can see his face clearly. I don't remember his name, but he was like telling us where like Golgotha was and like showing us all this stuff and like leading us through it. He came with us when we did communion. And then as we go to the tomb, he's just like, all right, you go in this way. And then you go around the, the, the thing and then come out um, on the other side. And so I'm like, okay, this is, this is so cool. And guys, when you go to Israel, it's like reading the Bible in color after you come back. Like you didn't realize it was black and white. Until you go there and you see these places and you go, holy smokes, this is a real place. Then you open the book and you look and you read about like the garden. And you're like, I know what that looks like. I've been there. I've walked in that tomb. Like it just makes things so real. And I walk in the tomb. I see where they buried Jesus. And then I come out of the tomb and this big, yellow, bright butterfly darts in front of me. And like, it's a very sombering thing just to be in the tomb. But as soon as that butterfly just went, psh, immediate waterworks, I was bawling. Like, ooh, like snot everywhere. Eyes watering. I just can't catch my breath it was it was just so much emotion um and I remember going off to the side with me and my friend and then his, her dad came over who's our pastor and was able to like was talking to me too about it and stuff because my dad was one of his best friends and so I told him about it and he was like oh okay just take yourself a minute and collect yourself kind of thing um because this experience is, it, it can be overpowering. And so I'm trying to like catch my breath and like get over, like knowing, like seeing the yellow butterfly, feeling like, like I know my dad is with Jesus. And why well, I, I know for a fact that my dad is with Jesus because he had a great relationship with the Lord. But understanding that, like that was just such a cool experience to see all of it all at once and like come out of the tomb yellow butterfly and this thing was bright it was like bright yellow and it was big it was like the size of my iphone it was huge and it was just it it was so meaningful to me because it was like like i was in a line of people it wasn't like i came out as the first person like it darted between me and another person that was like two feet away from me just two so it's just, it was crazy. Well, I mentioned the tour guide, the older gentleman that was with us. He comes up to me and he says, hey, I don't ever, ever do this. But I really feel like you were meant for something great. That you were meant to do something for the Lord that I don't know what it's for but you're going to be doing something great. 
and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was just, it was just a whole mess. And he goes, I would love to give you something. We are cleaning out some offices here and I saw this painting and it's beautiful and I'd love to give it to you. Could you wait here and I'll go get it and I'll bring it back. I was like, <laughs> and so he goes and he gets the painting and he brings it back. And it's this beautiful scene of Jerusalem. It's like, uh, like a couple houses. And so it's stone. It's a stone wall with just a couple doors and windows kind of thing. And these beautiful flowers that butterflies would probably visit. And he gave that to me. Like, coolest souvenir, right? And so it was just such a great story. And, like, it really happened. All of that happened all at once. So, like, the first kind of, like, coincidence, I guess. I don't believe in coincidence. coincidences. I believe in the Lord. Um, but there are, like, things happen. And the first thing that happened, it's so easy to write off. The second thing happens, you're like, all right, I see what you're doing there. And then, like, the third thing that happens, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I get it. I see you. I see you, Jesus. I see you. So, it was just a wild experience. And, of course, like, now I'm, like, clutching this painting. And it's, it's like a print. It's not anything fancy. Um, there's a little water damage on the back of it and it's like on a foam board, but I carried that thing all the way home, literally all the way home because it didn't fit in my suitcase. So I carried it on the plane. I was really nervous that they were going to be like, mm, you can't have that. But, I, cause all I had was a carry on in a book bag, but I carried that thing and I, and I like carried it like you ain't touching this. Well, you have to go through security. And I put all my stuff in the bin and I, it laid flat in the bin. And so I went to grab all my stuff and I turned around and I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost the painting. Where's the painting? Um, we found it. Thank the Lord. But I was like, so like, I was about to freak out. Um, it was a very stressful moment, but I carried that painting all the way home. Um, and this was before I like met my husband and everything and my lovely mother-in-law now was able to frame it for me. So that in itself is one of my favorite possessions. It's just, it has, it, so it's a great reminder of an awesome story. So now every time I see that painting, I remember that. And I remember that old man reminding me that I'm doing, uh, that I'm meant to be doing something great. Now, does that mean that in 15 years I'm a renowned speaker of the world like Beth Moore or Christine Kane or Lisa Turkers? Probably not. 
because it goes back to the story of the kid with the starfish. And I'm not sure if I were, my memory is going. I have VBS brain. But the story of the starfish is this little kid grabs a starfish and throws it in the ocean, knowing that he can't save all of them, but he can make the difference for one of them. And so that might be the great thing that the Lord has put on my heart or the Lord wants me to do. Um, I think we're all meant to do great things. I don't think necessarily that it's just a me thing. I, I think if you are a good mom to your kids and you love them, you're doing a great thing. Because those kids are going to grow up knowing that their mama loves them and having a firm foundation in their life. If you're a dad listening, love your wife and love your kids. Like Show them what it means to love them like Christ loves the church. Because Christ calls the church his wife, his bride. And so husbands, love your wives. And if if you're not married and you're a single person, you have the ability to do probably greater things than anybody else because you don't have ties. You can literally go on a, you could go to Africa tomorrow and change the world in Africa or at least change the world for some kid in Africa or in Guatemala, or Haiti, or fill in the blank. You have the ability to just go. Yeah, I know you have a job and stuff like that, and I get it. You can't just, like, go tomorrow. But you don't have to worry about, like, finding childcare or leaving your spouse all alone like I have to do next week. <laughs> I'm going to a conference, and... Poor Scotty's going to be all alone. He'll be fine, though. He's a, he's a grown man. But he's going to be eating out more. <laughs> My point, though, is that we're all meant to do something great. Just because we look at it small does not mean that it doesn't have a big impact. Small things have big impacts. Case in point, a handwritten note. When's the last time you got a birthday card from somebody in the mail? I bet that made you feel real good. Knowing that someone took the time to find a stamp, which in this day and age, you have to go to the post office for. <laughs> I think you always had to, but you have to be intentional about it. I am terrible at, well, no, I'm not terrible at writing notes. I'm terrible about putting stamps on it and mailing it. Um, it took me six months to do my thank you cards for my wedding. <laughs> it is what it is. But I just want you to know that no matter where you are in life, no matter if you are new to the faith of Christianity and learning about Jesus whether you don't know about Jesus and you're listening to this crazy lady talk to her, talk to you about him, or if that the crazy lady is me, by the way, 
if um, you have been a Christian for 20 years of your life, you were made to do something great. That could be serving in your church. That could be helping the elderly, praying for the sick. We all have power. We all have a chance to do good in this world. We just got to open our eyes to it. You can do great things. Because it's when you're a Christian, it's not, it's not you that are doing the great things. It's Jesus doing great things through you. And that's awesome. I think that's amazing. That the creator of the universe can use me, a little nobody from Concord, North Carolina, to be able to speak to 12 people about Jesus. That's great. That's fantastic. So I'll leave that with you tonight. Pray for me because when you hear this podcast, it goes live at 6 on Sunday, the 31st. That means tomorrow is VBS. And we're hitting the ground running. So if you could do me a favor and pray for the families that are going to drop off their kids, that they know Jesus. And if they don't, that they get to see Jesus this week. I pray that you, or I ask that if you could help us pray for um, making sure the kids are understanding the message, that they're able to get something out of it, that their lives are changed. Because you're never too young to hear about Jesus. And I also pray for Friday because Friday is going to be fun. We're having a foam party and a 20-foot water slide. I am psyched. It's going to be great. So, like our previous podcast, I'm going to pray us out. Hey, God, I just want to say thank you for all the things that you've done in our lives. I'm so thankful that you help us to be great. That it's through you we are great. And success is defined in so many different ways. But I'd rather find my success in you than in a job or in a family or in anything else I do on this earth. I want my success to be coming from you. So that way when I get to heaven, I get to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I know we all want that. So Lord, I pray, help us to be intentional this week. Help us to... Really focus on what it means to be great for you. Help us to realize that our greatness is because of you. Help us to change the world one person at a time. And if we can't change the whole world, help us change the world for somebody. Help us change their world. Help us to remind them that they are loved, not just by us, but by you, that they matter, that there is a purpose for this, that they have a support and that they can lean on you, that you're not a God with a magnifying glass trying to burn off our antennas like little ants, but you're a God that sent your son down 
to suffer because you love us. You wanted to bridge the gap because we couldn't do it. We love you, Lord. And all God's people said, Amen.